reinvention isn't easy. You know, there are plenty of people that I've worked with that have been through a cycle where they're leading a company or a team and they just want to pronounce a reinvention. Like, oh, here it is. I'm coming in and I read this new book and I went to this conference and I'm hyped and now it's just going to be new and different. It doesn't work that way. Um, I sensed for my own self and sight shifts and reinvention happening last year. And uh, I wanted to get it all organized and finished over the holidays. And I didn't get an insight that I needed until this past Sunday. And I was like, oh, dang it. it. It doesn't always cooperate on our timetable. But what I can tell you, and I'm going to walk you through these principles today, that if, if you cannot fight against confusion and complexity, and when you want to cram something into uh, some kind of change you'd like to see, but instead welcome them and cooperate with them, those are actually the pathway to reinvention. And you're going to make minor reinventions this year. Some of you are making a major one. I actually feel like, for me, the, the title chapter of 2021 is different than what the title chapter would be the last few years. Um, and, and so I'm turning the page on that. And I want to help you understand how to do that and have fun with it. So if you got the notes, uh, you'll see the blanks. If not, I'll walk through them and you can just capture these. But we're going to look at three areas, confusion, complexity, and cramming. Number one, I want you to replace confusion with simplicity. I want you to replace confusion with simplicity. Sadly, there are a lot of leaders that I've chatted with who think it's bad to be confused. The reason it's not bad to be confused is because that's a signal to you that a reinvention is coming. When you've got a moment that you feel confused, that's an opportune moment. That's like a, a new garden to be planted. Oh, I need to do some work here and get to the simplicity. But because it feels confusing, it means I'm in new territory. Living uh, at home so much in 2020, and, and I know a lot of us are privileged to be able to work from home, has meant that I've had a number of experiences with my wife and daughters from a lot of exposure <laughs> that I'm like, wait, that didn't go like I thought it did or, or would. Have you had any of those relational moments in 2020 where the relationship is deepening and growing and you're like, I saw that going different in my head, you know, and it feels confusing. Well, there's something to grow and learn from. So here's the bottom line. If you're taking the notes, when circumstances feel confusing, the brain reduces complexity by reducing down the issue. When circumstances feel confusing, the brain reduces complexity by reducing down the issue. This is why you can see right now people politically like kind of lose their minds on both extremes because they're trying to fit a complex narrative of human reality into something bite-sized they can understand. Rather than do that, I want you to know the best approach when things feel confusing. Here it is. The best approach is to keep ruminating, to keep stewing, to keep considering, to keep processing. I don't want you to think about it like you're ruminating it to wrestle it down yet. I just want you to think about it more like you're ruminating to hold space for it. The, the things that are in our lives that cause confusion, when we can hold space for them, the simplicity will emerge. Will it emerge when we want it to? No. Does that mean that I don't dedicate time to think about it? Absolutely not. I solved one of the biggest problems that I've had for what this reinvention for sight shift has been, you know, sitting in our sunroom this weekend. I was dedicating time. I had a yellow pad of paper, you know, it's like this creative space and, and I've got my pen 
and it's early in the morning and my brain is feeling, you know, very open to possibilities, I'm, I'm ruminating. I'm not trying to just solve it. I, I'm sitting with it and just stirring around in it. Any of fans of Arrested Development, the TV show? Just curious. Um, it's so funny when Carl Weathers, the actor on there, he's he's coming from a poverty mindset on the show and he hasn't had a very successful acting stint. And so he asks about somebody's like ham bone, what they're going to do with it. He's like, you're going to use that ham bone? You put that in a, put that in a bowl? Put that in a pot? You got a stew. <laughs> he's always joking about this idea. You can make that stew. You got to stew with it. You got to cook with it. So we want to aim for simplicity, then complexity, then simplicity. You haven't done your work as a leader. You haven't done your work uh, in marketing. You haven't done your work in leading your team until you've taken the issue that you feel complex on, complex or confused on and wrestled it down to something that's bite-sized. So here's some little guidance points for reducing and replacing confusion with simplicity. Does this thought or idea serve me and who I'm becoming? See, what happens when we're confused, we start trying to make reality fit something that it doesn't fit anymore. We're changing. So when I feel confused and I'm kind of stirring around, does this thought or idea serve me or who I'm becoming? You've got a blank right under that on your sheet. It says, I wasn't made for blank. What, is, what goes in that blank? I don't know. You tell me. What would you look back at 2020 on, look at 2020 going forward into 2021 and say, I don't want that to be true about my life anymore. You know, I've had numerous moments where I'm like, I was made for more than this. And there's an honesty there, right? I was made for more than, and this isn't people necessarily here today, but being in this toxic environment. I was made for more than not being at the edge of my ability. See, one's negative, one's positive. Both are positive in the sense that they're growth, but some of you are in environments that you have to leave. Some of you are in environments that you've got to get further to the edge of your abilities to grow. And just as a reminder, when you're wrestling things down from simplicity to complexity to simplicity, you'll be tempted to grab a hold of a popular idea to ease your mental pain and the mental wrestling. But a reminder here, just because an idea is popular, it doesn't make it true. The reason that um, innovation happens first with the individual is because groups tend towards consensus. They're going to take the ideas and make it palatable. So it starts with the individual who's actually wrestling with something that doesn't fit in with what's popularly accepted. This doesn't mean it's you know, disavowing the reality, and this is next in your notes, that life is complex. Reality is complex. I understand that. It only takes one mistake to fail, but a million reasons can contribute to your success. So as you look back on 2020, or as you look forward to 2021 and what you want to accomplish, if I talk to a business owner or a leader who accomplished something significant, and I say, what made you successful? They'll list one or two reasons. And usually there's four or five more. Jim Collins talks about this and the danger of success that we usually don't know all the contributing factors. But if I ask them why they failed, they can usually, if they're aware and if they've reflected on it, they can usually isolate one or a few reasons, a very distinct clarity for why that thing 
didn't work out like they thought. So reality is complex. There's lots of variables. And I'm not saying that it's easy, but I am saying there's a process. Simplicity to complexity to simplicity. You ruminate. But here's the concern, and this takes us to number two. We have to be careful how we ruminate. You have to be careful how you cook that stew. You can't just put any old ingredients in that pot, right? What do we do? Well, this is the second action. We replace complexity with elegance. We replace complexity with elegance. When you wrestle through complexity, you want to find the elegant solution. What's that feeling like when something just works like it's supposed to? You download that new app. You buy that new service, right? And you go, oh, that was satisfying. Or what's the opposite feeling when it doesn't work like it's supposed to? I'm going to have to call customer service about this. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if you saw the thing that's happened right now with the stimulus for a lot of people, but this was like huge this morning. Um, if people had signed up for like an early a tax rebate through H&R Block or TurboTax, somehow the IRS resent the stim sent their stimulus to the wrong place. I mean, for just like a ton of people, it's a big cluster and it's going to be painful for them. There's not an elegant solution that happened. If there's not an elegant solution, it's because somebody didn't do the hard work. If it were easy to take people through the process, we take people through it, figure that shift out, it wouldn't have taken years of perfecting it to the point that I can describe things in an elegant way. And now our certified coaches can do it. Some of you know this story when I showed my wife sight shift for the first time on a piece of paper and I'm like, Eureka. She's like, I don't get it. And I had worked so hard to make it simple, but it wasn't yet elegant. And I thanked her for her teaching me. <laughs> when you wrestle through complexity, you want to find the elegant solution. This is in your notes. Elegant solutions aren't complicated and fit or map to our lives with an ease. You know, Urban Meyer, I forget what it, what they are. Uh, I, I work with somebody who just did a video shoot with him and he was just telling them the three things he tells all his team members over and over and over, you know, and four to six, A to B plus two. Dude, Brett, your memory is genius. Got you, man. Dude, do you remember you. that on demand from when we talked about it? Yeah. Dang. Okay. So now that you've done that, break down what each th the three of them are real quick. And we're going to go just five minutes over on the teaching because this is worth it. Urban Meyer, uh, former head coach of Ohio State football and Florida football for those like Chris who don't know. Um, four to six, A to B plus two. It's, it's uh, uh, um, a football play lasts about four to six seconds. And so he wants you to go as hard as you can uh, in those four to six seconds. Um, a to B, you got to get from point A to point B with as much effort and force as you possibly can do it. And then plus two, he wants you to take two extra steps for everything that happens. You know, whistle blows, you score a touchdown, just it's two extra steps. So four to six, A to B plus two. Man, Brett, thank you. That was awesome. Um, I hey, a podcast I was on went live today. I need to tell you later because I had some championship love on it. The idea here that Brett just so beautifully laid out is that dude has done some wrestling with how to take what is complex into something simple 
and make it very elegant. Elegance maps onto our lives with an ease. Every player can take those three things. Now, I know sports is uh, such a powerful metaphor for leadership because there's concrete boundaries. What would it be like for you as a leader to wrestle with that for your team? What would it be like for you as a leader to wrestle with that for the strategic objectives of your organization that everybody could state it with that much clarity? And, and you want to be careful here because you, you want to be careful how you ruminate that you're getting it actually to something elegant, not something that you've rushed. So here's how to know that. Elegant solutions, this is the next piece in the notes, they bring symmetry to asymmetry. Our brain wants symmetry. There was a movie that I watched over the weekend called Arctic. It had the main actor from the TV show Hannibal, uh, the first two seasons, I think he was the main actor. And bad thing after bad thing after bad thing after bad thing happened to this guy as he's surviving a plane crash in the Arctic. I'm not telling you any of the story. I will tell you the ending is satisfying. It's, it's, it you know, brings the symmetry to the asymmetry of the story. And what happens, what we're trying to do as leaders is take people to this place that their brain can relax and they can lock in on it and go, this is the way. This is where we're headed. This is what we're doing. So the question you want to ask yourself when you're wrestling with an elegant solution is this. Did I gather this through direct experience? Did I gather this through direct experience? You can tell from the three things that Urban Meyer states there, he knows that backward and forward, and he's passionate about it. It's something he's gathered through direct experience. It's not something he's learned. We live in a world right now of such abstracted learning, and I'm all for reading books and listening to podcasts and coming to events like this and learning like crazy, but nothing is as powerful as you taking what I'm telling you today and then applying it to your experience and then directly gathering that knowledge. Test out what I'm saying. See where it works. See where it doesn't work. Customize it for yourself. But when we're, when we're reinventing, we're taking something complex and making it simple. And we're taking, taking something confusing and making it simple. We're taking something complex and making it elegant. And the last thing we're doing is we're replacing cramming with timing. Now, I would have preferred to use the word forcing. We're replacing forcing with timing. But that's not a C word. And so I had to violate the very thing I'm teaching you and force it a little bit and make it a C word. So we're replacing confusion with simplicity, complexity with elegance, and cramming, or better said, forcing with timing. Here's the thing. When you are ruminating, what you want to be careful of is getting to that elegant point. And the way to know that you've gotten to that elegant point is that you're not forcing something. When you wrestle through what's confusing and complex, the tendency is to cram or force solutions. Instead, what you want to do, and this is in your notes, is allow insight to emerge. If you're not forcing it and you learn to let the right brain get one second ahead of the left brain, the insight can emerge. Um, the two ways I could talk about this. One, practice identity space like crazy, what we teach you and figure that shift out. You'll rewire your brain to be one second ahead of your left brain. Another way to say it is, and Einstein verified this, tons of scientists have verified this. You do not have breakthroughs, which are what, we need when we need a reinvention. You do not have breakthroughs through continual, logical, analytical, rational straining of your left brain. You can ruminate there, but you have to learn to relax that so that that insight can emerge. You, you stay relaxed with it. You stew over it. 
you set it all down, you pick it back up later, you'll find lots of different ways to do this. While I was this weekend working on the main thing I wanted to solve, I would work on it a little bit, think about it a little bit, had a video game, I'd play on my phone, I'd set it back down, sit there, stare at the sky, look at the windows, you look out the windows, all of these things that are just changing the pattern of attention. There is, this is more than, this is in your notes, this is more than intellectual learning and peak experiences, but instead you're rewiring a new baseline. There is nothing more fun in life than learning to pay attention and uh, hone your intuition and act on it. That's where the leaps occur. That's where the reinventions occur. And any place that you feel confusion or complexity or something you're forcing, that's an opportunity to come up with a better system, an elegant solution, an insight, a breakthrough. And the new baseline is to understand honing your intuition, that's not something that just randomly has to happen. You can get there, it's a new baseline. And you'll get there through practicing identity space and the identity activity, section six and seven of figure that shift out. Because here's the cool part about that. Then you learn the principle of timing. And this is in your notes, the right answer at the wrong time is still the wrong answer. The right answer at the wrong time is still the wrong answer. It's so powerful when you've come to that insight. It's so powerful when you've got that elegance, that simplicity. But if you're forcing it, whether it's the timing of how it shows up in your life, I had a document created for this massive marketing plan in December that we were going to do. And guess what? I didn't have the insight for how the main news that I wanted to deliver would be best delivered. I could have rushed it. I was ready enough for it to be forced, but it wasn't an elegant, simple solution that showed up this weekend. And as that showed up this weekend, then I could start to go, okay, now, you know, what 2020, 2021 looks like, the elegant solution I want to communicate, boom. If you think that the right answer at any time is still the right answer, you've never raised teenagers. That's the most direct way I know to say that. If you've raised teenagers, then you know. The answer doesn't matter, Jack, if your timing's off. Or if you've had a long-term romantic interest or relationship or partner or spouse, these personal relationships are where you can learn this so powerfully. So what do you do when you start to recognize this timing and start to cooperate with it? You start over again. <laughs> there are some small things you're going to solve in the next quarter. There may be some big things you solve this year. But what I know is if you can start to not fight against the confusion and the complexity and where you're feeling like you're forcing things, just accept it all and go, okay, I'm going to replace that confusion with simplicity, the complexity with elegance, the cramming with timing. You're going to learn how to cooperate with this process of reinvention.